0: Welcome to the Green Sky Social Work podcast. My name is Green Sky and I am a clinical social worker in private practice and a social work college professor. I put together a 10 part module on the very serious topic of social work for anyone interested in learning more about this topic. The first part of the topic that that will be discussed today are facts and common misconceptions of suicide. So, The best predictor of a completed suicide for someone would be what? What would be that best predictor? Um, What research is showing us that any predictor of a behavior is a history of the past behavior. So the best predictor of a completed suicide is a history of suicide attempts. So if you're dealing with anybody who have, Uh, committed suicide in the past, you really need to be concerned about that person. You really need to take notes and think about their history, look at their past in depth. Why? Because half of the suicides' um, attempts are actually completed on the very first attempt. And so that means that people who are contemplating and actually attempting, attempting suicide are very serious about ending their life. And um, what we know is that typically three months after a first attempt, if that person does not get intervention, if that person does not get some sort of, of clarity about you know, what's happening in their life, if they don't get some sort of release from the pain that they are suffering, typically three months later, they will have a second attempt. And so when you're working with this population or if you know anyone, it's very important to include the family and to rely on the family. Another um, interesting topic about suicide is that um, you can ask a question about their spirituality. So how would God respond How would God respond to you ending your life? And so the answer to that question can give you insights into someone who's seriously contemplating um, suicide. And um, what that's saying is that it's important to look at their faith system. So um, research says that the presence of an active faith system decreases suicide. And so... um, Again, you would also include family members into the treatment, but you would also want to include um, a spiritual person or a pastor or someone who is um, who is entrenched in the in their faith system to include them on any discussions that has to do with with suicide. Okay, facts about suicide. Um, We do know that um, death by suicide is the number eight killer in the United States. That means that um, a suicide is done every 20 minutes. So every 20 minutes in the United States, someone takes their own life. Um, So 90% of the people who complete suicide has a diagnosable mental disorder or um, uh, mental illness or substance abuse disorder. Um, so, what this tells us is that individuals who are um, committing suicide, many of them have uh mental health issues and I don't want to um have the false misconception that if you have a mental health issue that you will commit suicide that's not it's people with mental health issues who actually commit suicide the rate is like maybe 5%, 5 or 10%. So many people who um, have mental health issues, uh, they do not commit suicide. However, individuals who do commit suicide, many of them do have a mental health issue. And many of that, that reason is because a lot of times the mental health issue um, goes on untreatable, untreated. So if you have someone with a mental health issue and they're not getting treated for that, then they'll be, um, then, you know, that puts them in a higher category of committing suicide. Men are four times more likely to commit suicide than men. Um, however, women attempt suicide more frequently than men. Um, white men, um, commit 72% of all suicides, all suicides conducted, um, are done by white men are 72%. So that's basically three out of every four suicides is done by a white man. And what um, research is showing when people examine that further, they're finding that these are white men in very rural areas. These are white men who have very low education. These are white men who have um, who are struggling financially. And so they basically, I think you would consider them as a failure in a sense. They're not really achieving some of the things um, that they need to achieve. And of course, there's some uh, substance abuse, particularly um, depression and particularly um, alcoholism. Common misconceptions about suicide. Um, there are many myths that the regular population has about um, suicide. And um, we'll lay this out right now. So one of the myths about suicide is that people who talk about suicide really don't want to do it, that all they want is your attention. Well, this is not true. That is a myth. So according to research, 80% of people who die of suicide do or say something as an indicator or warning sign of what his or her intentions are, so you should never ignore suicide threats. People make statements like, "You'll be sorry when I'm dead," or, "I can't see any way out." You know, no matter how they joke or casually talk about it, I think that we should take this as, as a serious consideration that someone um, really is interested, wants to commit suicide. Another myth is that anyone who wants to kill him or herself must be crazy well that's not true people are not crazy they have a psychiatric disorder many times they are but they are real medical diseases that require assessment treatment and monitoring to prevent a tragedy not crazy just they just don't see any other way out but to end it another myth is if a person is determined to kill him or herself nothing you can do is going to stop it anyway and that's not true. You know, even the most severely depressed person, they do have mixed feelings about committing suicide. A lot of times, maybe they kind of want to die, but many times they're just wavering until the very last moment of wanting to live and wanting to die. So most suicidal people, suicidal people, they really don't want to die. What they want is they want the pain to stop because these individuals are in so much pain, and they have this impulse where they really want to end it all, overpowering them. And so it doesn't last forever that these are fleeting thoughts and that many times they're wavering back and forth about whether they want to do it. And if they wanted to commit suicide, they would just already do it. You know, people who have died by suicide are people who are unwilling to seek help. That's a myth. You know, studies of suicide victims have shown that more than half have sought medical help within six months before their death. Many of them try to get the help they need, but sometimes it really is just not enough. And the right help at other times, um, other times their illness makes them fail to follow up with their treatment plans. So people are willing to get help. They really want to see an answer out. Another myth is that talking about suicide encourages suicide. That is a myth. You know, You, you do not give a suicidal person the morbid idea of talking about suicide. You know, just by talking about suicide, the opposite is true. Um, When you bring up the subject of suicide and discuss it openly and you're comfortable with it, um, it's one of the very most helpful things that you can do. And it has been proven to actually, when you talk about it, it protects them and it prevents suicide because it lets that person know that you care. Lastly, if a person is suicidal, his situation was probably so bad that death was the only option. Well, that is a myth. You know, perceptions of depressed individuals really are more severe than the actual event. So individuals who do not carry on with the act manage through similar events. You know, death is never really the only option. And so it's important that you explore with them um, all the different options other than death by suicide. And that concludes our first part in the series of talking about a very serious attempt of suicide. Um, This is the Green Sky Social Work Podcast. I am Green Sky. Thank you very much for your attention.